Welcome to episode number 180 of Take Him With You for July 15th, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today on the podcast, we are doing our final episode on the subject on deck, all about Noah. Today, you get to find out what happened after they landed on Mount Ararat. Kind of an interesting story and how it relates to us. So stick around. Plus, we got all sorts of other cool things to talk about. So it's going to be fun. There you go. You like that cool music? Yes, I did. Um, so what was that music from? Well, it was actually a track done for a video game, but they didn't I had to do a different one. They didn't that one didn't fit. I like it. Do you know what it reminds me of? No. Farscape. Farscape, okay. Serenity. Serenity? Or not Farscape. Okay. Firefly. Firefly. Wow. Come yeah, on. I'm get sorry. Your- Get your Get F my straight. Fi, fi. I got Firefly and Farscape mixed up, which I shouldn't have because... They're completely different. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah, completely different. Well, yeah. Farscape has weird aliens and and Firefly had more like real people. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> now, um, Firescape, that was produced by J.J. Abrams. Fire Escape? No, that's, that's Firefly. actually made by people that... Firefly. Want you to be okay oh, when you have a can fire. We start over. Why? Because <laughs> this isn't making any sense. You're okay, dear. So, Firefly was that directed by J.J. Abrams? No. No. Who directed Firefly? Joss Whedon. Josh. Okay. Joss. Josh. Josh. Joss Whedon. Okay. <coughs> I I for some reason I get him and J.J. Abrams confused too. I mm. guess because they're both kind of young director-ish kind of people. I mean, they're probably not real young anymore, but <laughs> they're they are some of the, you know, our generation of directors are maybe younger. I don't know. Talking about my generation. <laughs> I guess. They, they both have done kind of geeky stuff. Kind of? Yeah. Oh, how about totally full belt Geeky stuff, yeah. Geeky stuff, yeah. Yeah, my the women talk sci-fi have talked about both of them, so I get them confused sometimes. So you are now, um, you've got some interesting things. You've been watching a new a series that's not new, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, though. Okay. Be right back, and we'll talk about what's going on around our house. Stick around. It's going to be a great show today. You'll love it. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. 
The hosts will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. I can't help the fact that um, we play geeky promos during our geeky podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Would we play non-geeky promos? That wouldn't make sense. Sometimes. I guess if somebody sent us a non-geeky promo, but we don't really, all the podcasts I listen to are kind of geeky. Yeah, we don't have a lot of non-geeky friends. Really? Not not a lot. Maybe a few. What do you qualify and what do you, what would you say qualifies for a geeky friend versus a non-geeky friend? Mm, Well, I think a geeky friend might be someone that, um... Like sci-fi or fantasy, or maybe they're like me, more of a history geek or a bookie geek. Um, Yeah. Or, you know, into science and history and... Do you think it would change kind of stuff? (laughs) Think it would change popular culture if we were all geeks, and then you go, winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you have to do is text, and I'll be there. Yes, I will. You've got an iPhone. Well, I think that there's people that aren't geeks that have iPhones and text, though. They can be. A preppy person and preppy. And, What's a preppy? We don't have preppies iPhone. anymore. Preppies were back in the eighties that wore okay. alligator brand Izods. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not sure. So what's been You've going got on with What's been going on with you, dear, this week? Oh my gosh, I've been like crazy busy. It's getting ready for the art show coming up on the twenty eighth of July. And then you've had a couple of really big projects you've been working on for folks in Australia, two different clients. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. And, um, I'm sorry, yawning because I'm tired. I haven't sleep. And then some little, some little jobs here and there too. Um, little jobs here and there too. You made a really cool video for my brother's 60th birthday. That oh was yeah. Really nice of you. Okay. And it turned out really nice, and he only cried twice during it, which is kind of amazing for my brother to only cry twice. He's kind of a crier. And um, I think everyone really enjoyed it. I think they were going to show it several times throughout okay. the evening All right. at his big at his birthday bash. So Here's some of the stuff that I did for my client in Australia, a relaxation course. This one's called Liquid Peace. So are you sufficiently relaxed now? 
Oh no. <laughs> you, <laughs> no did you I snore? I was goofing off. <laughs> no, I really you like it though. I was being funny. I was <coughs> trying anyway. Um I actually like that and you will have several samples of different kinds of your kind of um Oh, peaceful music, I guess. Actually, I'm going to I'm reselling those. The the lady that bought them from me mm-hmm. gave me permission to sell CDs of them. Now, I don't I can't I'm not going to put that project on iTunes cuz you'll be able to yeah. download them from her website, but she said I can make CDs but locally if you come to our art show at the And even if you wanted to order one through PayPal, I would send you one. Yeah. I'm it's Liquid Peace will have four different songs on it. It have uh, Liquid Peace. It'll have um, Rain Dance. It'll have um, uh, the two other ones. I, I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head well, now. Well, you think, I will say one one original thing about many of these songs is that you have um, sampled nature sounds from our Pacific Northwest. So you ha- hear real We waves. got an actual sample of this last night with our five-hour oh, thunderstorm. Check yeah. this out. This is what This is one called Rain Dance. hand signals for well I don't want to play too much of this I wanted to say something that if you buy this album or or get it at the art show when you say there's only four songs there's actually they're 15 they're minutes, 15 minutes a each piece. So and they're not whole and they're hour. not sequenced so it's not like you're hearing the same music sequenced you know over and over so it's a whole hour and if someone like has a hard time going to sleep or something this would be really Perfect good to put, on, yes. to put on this kind of white noise while they're trying to sleep yeah now check night. this out here comes the cool part the cello starts up and the flute it's kind of cool and that's actual sounds of the rain and thunder here it comes Well, maybe this isn't the one I play the flute and cello. <laughs> you can't remember, huh? Well, when you've done an hour's worth of music in the last two weeks, and I've done more than that because I've other I have other projects that I'm working on. Yeah, you're scoring <coughs> an audio book right now, and so you're playing music to completely all different type of music, though. Yeah, it's more of a an intense sci-fi kind of music. Yeah, this Liquid Peace album is actually um, that I did for the client. Um, and again, she was very generous and said I could sell CDs if I wanted to. Uh, so I'm just going to make them in my studio here. And if people want them, I think I'm putting a, a price tag of uh, 10 bucks on them. 
And then, of course, if you want me to ship them to you, it costs you whatever shipping costs me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would do that if somebody wanted it. They just have to email me at rick at takehimwithyou.com and I'll send you a liquid piece CD. Yeah. For 10 bucks plus postage. I'd like you to put that on my iPod. I can do that. This yeah. is a, Here's a little sample of some of the music I'm doing for uh, the audio book. I won't tell you what the audio book is yet. But um, this is really kind of a cool piece of... Oh, wait a minute. This is the wrong one. I, let me get it. Uh, let me find it. This could be it here. Okay, let me see. This is for a sequence. Well, I can't tell you yet. All I can do is just play a little bit of it. You can hear. You know, I haven't heard an awful lot of it, but I have to say... um what I have heard, I think most people probably find it pretty interesting. They um, hired a, di- a friend of ours um, to be the narrator, and she did a really great job. Yes. Yeah. And so it's going to be a little different. It has a female narrator this time. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, you've narrated a lot of the stories. Yeah. And But this one, the main character is a female, so it made a lot more sense to have a female narrator. Not that you haven't um, <laughs> tried your hand at female voices before, but... <laughs> what exactly are you trying to say? <laughs> you, you do pretty well, but Jeez. the sense it was from a female perspective through the whole book, um, it made more sense. And she does a great job. We, we can tell more about this as, it, as the um, yeah. production goes out. I really can't say much now. Yeah. So that's what you've been doing. I there's one other thing I want to play for people because I think they'll okay. like it. It's um let me see if I can find it. Go ahead and keep talking for a second. Well, while you're talking about that, uh, one of the things that I've wanted to do for a long time and I've had on my um, Netflix Instant Cue forever and haven't ever watched it is um a show by J.J. Abrams called Felicity and I've only watched the first two episodes so far so hopefully it stays good one thing I really like it since I'm married to a musician who scores things for a living score um, you know not points but music is um one thing I really have liked so far in the Felicity series is I've really enjoyed the music in the background hmm. it's more my kind of music I, I really can tell the difference because um, last night you were listening to a classic Star Trek, um, and I'm going like, I was watching Journey to Babel, and with Sarek, not no, yeah, it was Sarek and Spock, yeah, and Amanda, and it had music really similar to like the Planet of the Apes movies that you like so much. Just kind of that really intense, dissident, crazy s- 60s music. And that's not really my thing. <laughs> I prefer more like 80s soft rock country or something. Not really country. I don't know how to describe it. More folksy or soft rock. Not in your face. Hit you over the head with a frying pan kind of music. So um, I... I've enjoyed the um, cinematography of it and the music so far, but I, I haven't really gotten too far into it. 
But I've liked some of the other things. And we do have one thing in common. Because J.J. Abrams directed, or produced anyway, the latest Star Trek movie. And the other one's coming out this next year, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, they yeah. finished filming it. Yeah. But I don't know when it's actually coming out. Yeah. So. So here's yeah. some of the action music that I've been doing. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here's for one of the parts. This is kind of cool. I can't tell you what's going on in this scene. All I can say is that uh, uh, this is one of the action scenes and early on in the story. So it's really not as big as the action scenes will become. But this is... Is that exciting? Oh, you can get a little picture of something going on, aren't you? Don't share too much. Now, you're doing all the sound effects besides the music, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. But it doesn't make, if you don't hear what's actually going on, and, it's kind of funny. And this isn't necessarily the final production. Yeah, this is pretty though, much is close. It? It, well, you never know. What, until, what are you trying to say? Until it's done, it's not done. So the producer could make changes yes, right of up course, to the of last course. minute. So. Uh, of course. So, yeah. That's the producer being Stefan. Stefan Sonnock. Sonnock. It sounds like a. a um, this is cool right here. Ready? His name sounded I love like this a part. Vulcan name. Ready? Wow, that hurts my ears. Not cool. Please stop. Ouch. What are you? Ow. I'm taking my headphones off. Whatever. There you go. So, hello. I'm sorry. Ah, I had to take my earphones off there for a minute. You know that offends me greatly. Oh, I'm sorry. When you, you do things like that. You have a different um, fortitude for high noises than I do. All right. Yeah. It sounded like a Jacob's Ladder. Well, I can't tell you what it was, but. <laughs> you know, when I'm talking about those. So, you like the My Adventure music? It sounds like yeah. a movie, huh? Yeah, it does. So I'm using all sorts of different instruments to, to create the sounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of my are on my iPad. Some of them are on my keyboard. And some of them are sound effects that I've purchased or made myself. Yeah. And so I'm scoring the background of this uh, quite a mammoth project. But when it's done, it should be very, very cool. And people will really enjoy getting it, I'm sure, from uh, Martian Creative. It'll be very cool. I, I wonder if when I get to heaven... I will have a star in my crown that no one else has. It's, I don't understand. It's called putting up with Rick's creativity star. <laughs> because 
I mean, just in this last week alone, I've picked up random things in the yard that were like crazy from that you used to make sound effects out there. Oh, and I'm going, you did, What huh? is that doing right here? And so I had to clean all that up. And then I come home last night from work from being gone for a couple of days and my whole deck, which I've cleaned off twice and hosed off in, in the last few weeks, I've, you know, cleaned it up really nicely a couple of times was like covered in paint chips i mean all over the well let me explain why can i explain why because i had taken an old frame that was just on its last legs Mm -hmm. but it has one two three four five six i think six panes of glass in it it's really cool looking and odd Mm -hmm. shapes Mm -hmm. uh and i um i took my um scraper Mm-hmm. And I took off all the the uh, paint chips, and and uh, weather not weatherized, but uh, distressed it more. Well, I had did because distressed. I didn't want it to fall off in the people's house, you know. Yeah. When they, anyway, it's a it's a new piece of artwork called Spring. Yeah. And then the other one that I did was uh, I took this really cool, beautiful picture of the Chehalis River, which I had put on canvas, which mm-hmm. cost too much money, uh, in a very large frame. And the frame was like bright red lipstick grandma color. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was like pink, deep pink grandma lipstick color. Whatever. Color. It was horrid. Okay, so then I took a sander that Andrew let me borrow, his sander, and I distressed the frame so that it wasn't, so it had like white streaks of like weathered look on it, and it turned out really cool. And people, if you want to see my artwork that I've been working on that Amy's complaining about, just go to <laughs> artbymoyer.com. It's artbymoyer, M-O-Y-E-R, I, I'm not, dot com. I'm not saying and that your art geeky, isn't nice. It's just, I'd like my house back. Geeky here. I, I, um, I actually learned some new things in my blog, WordPress blog for my art website. So now I have galleries and slideshows. Yes, and it, it does look nice. I'm just... You can tell, check it out. You art can tell by Moyer.com. I am looking forward to the art show being over and actually let's, getting no, my let's house look forward. Back. Let's look forward to selling some of the pieces of art. That would be wonderful. Actually, at the art show. some of them I wouldn't mind on my wall. Yeah. But you still have to put the backs on them. I've got backs pictures. on most of them now. And then I've got to do the signature card and then um, sign them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we have to put the uh, hangers on them. But I've got 10 pieces of work to go in the art show. Mm-hmm. And maybe a couple more, depending on what I do with some of the newer ones. I also got good news. Mm-hmm. I got accepted into the Grace Harbor College um, fall, uh, fall gala. art gala. Gala, gala. Art gala, where uh, gala, gala. You say <laughs> gala, I say gala. Anything you say, I can say better. Yes, I imagine you can. Yeah. I can say be- something better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. You're supposed to say no, you can't. But that's Whatever. Okay. <laughs> you're Where were we? Oh, okay. So I had to have my artwork judged by yes. a jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they and then they decided if they would accept me into the pro into the show or not because there's a limited space, and I I got accepted into the show. So on my birthday. Mm-hmm. There is a reception for the artists, and we get to hang our stuff and get to say hi to all the other artists. And then on your birthday, which is one one week later, yes, we get to go to the actual show. Yes. 
They do. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, we won't talk about it on our podcast. Well, I wasn't thrilled <coughs> that it was on my birthday. You know that already. <laughs> I don't get it because I would be thrilled if something was on my birthday that was for you. Um. Well. And something this monumental. Okay. I got accepted in the artist community in our in our okay. local area. It's a pretty big deal for Dear. me. You're but you obviously a, don't You're think so. an extrovert that likes big crowds and attention. Well, they'll have wine there. I can wine just fine from here. <laughs> I can wine They serve and wine in, in uh, plastic glasses. Oh, and by the just way, the other thing. It's a classy community yeah, we're in. I know. You know the other cool thing that yeah. I, didn't, I just told you about last night? I am the um, musician. At the artist reception for the Art Walk in in an old classic remodeled um, movie theater. It is actually really cool looking inside. We got we went and saw yeah. sticks there, mm-hmm. and there've been all sorts of different people there. But I'm I set up in the lobby and play some of the music you just heard. Mm-hmm. I'll be playing at the um, at the uh, art artist thing, and they they serve wine and soda there too. Yeah. So see, if you drank wine, you could get all relaxed and happy, and not worry about when the date is. Yeah, well. But you don't drink I, wine. Yeah, and I prefer my garden and a book over. Well, I'll tell you, I'll make you a deal. Reception. You bring some of your flowers for my table. How's that sound? Okay, and I can sit behind your table and read a book <laughs> with with my flowers. Sure. <laughs> okay. And I'll play music on my iPad. All right. All right. It's just, you know, I Deal. think, yeah, I think that, you know, you're an extrovert. I'm an introvert. We're opposites. And, you know, we you're a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. You're more than a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what's been going on with me? Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. that question, but you, eh, of course, were that's okay. complaining about the date of my art show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had a, a good interview last week. If you haven't listened to it with an uh, author friend of mine named Sandra Bird. And um, I actually I tweeted really about it. enjoyed that. And so Get it, if, Sandra Bird. I tweeted. If you are into historical fiction, this is like um, English kings and queens kind of thing. Uh, yes, cheerio. Look into her books. Oh, Mr. Darcy. She has contemporary fiction, too. I was totally excited. One of the things I've been doing on my um, iPhone while I've been working is I found some free audiobooks. Um, and I found just about every single work of Jane Austen. Um, so I've been listening to um, Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility. And I feel sorry for you. Some other things. I love those books. That's, They're that's great. Sad. Sad. Yeah, and I. Hey, as long as you play them on your earphones, I don't care. Yeah, and of course, I've been keep trying to keep up with my daily audio Bible. I think though sometimes that if I talk like that, you'd like me better. Oh, hello, Amy. Come <laughs> in. Let's have dinner, shall we? <laughs> Not like that. No, no. Yeah. Would you like a glass of tea or a cup of tea? Glass of tea. <laughs> glass of wine. A cup of tea. I'm a tea a drinker. I'm a tea drinker. We're having meatloaf and mashed potatoes. <laughs> okay. You'd like me better, wouldn't you? No. <laughs> you would. You'd pay more attention to me than your iPhone then. 
Not not if you talk like. No, um, I've just I know how I'm going to do it. I know how to get you to to like me better. How? I'm going to design a T-shirt that has words with friends on it, and 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 I'll just have some really hard tiles that you have to try to figure out what, how to make a word on there, and then you'll just pay attention to me. You think so? <laughs> if I'm lucky, you'll actually use me as a touch screen. <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> oh, I think we need to move on because this is going nowhere. I don't know. The touch screen thing is kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you can have those. I mean, they have biometric T-shirts now, where you can take um, like all your health readings. So if they can put like medical T-shirts, you know, I'm sure that they can get some. Kind of, you know, like iPhone t-shirt. Video game t-shirts. Yeah. It is a video game whether you accept that or not. Uh, that's kind of hard for me because I'm not really a video game player. But Scrabble me. You are it. too. You don't claim to be, but you are. It's 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 a board game made in On an a elect- video screen, electronic thus a version. video <laughs> game. Okay. So let's just get it clear. You are playing video games now. They tricked me into the electronic age. They did. They tricked me. It's true. Yeah, but you know, a lot of times I turn the volume all the way off because I like it quiet, like a board game. (laughs) You really should play the video game that I'm the voices in for uh, the... The The uh, zombie pirate one? Zombie pirate robot attack. Um, it's an awesome game. Maybe I could handle it if I turned the... Zombie pirate robot attack. The volume off, but then I couldn't hear you saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, dear. Why? But it's, yeah, it's, that's pretty obvious. It's one of those funny things that God puts opposites together. You know, you're just loud and crazy, and I like things quiet. <laughs> and then we have to figure out how to live together. Yeah. So... Maybe we should play another promo. <laughs> no, we should talk about the big thunderstorm we had last oh, night. okay. And then we'll go on to our subject. Okay, so we had a problem last night. Yeah? Because we have a cat that's a scaredy cat. We had a cat that was a scaredy cat? Yeah. Well, we, we had a lot of animals that were scary well, animals. Well, we don't really usually have thunder and lightning storms very often. No. It's very unusual for... the. Um, out on the coast for us to have thunder and lightning. I mean, we usually have tons of rain, but not like the rain that comes with thunder and lightning very often. Right. So, um, yeah, I guess yesterday afternoon, you and Andrew were gone, and Catherine calls me, and she goes, Mom, Stripey's really scared. He's freaking out because there's just thunder. And that was in the afternoon, and it went till about 3 in the morning off and on. Yeah, it was loud. It was very loud. Sometimes as it was going over our house, our house shook. Um, it's black to bright white, you know, as the lightning. So that was that was kind of an adventure. That was unusual for us. Now, for people on the East Coast and different places, um, it's not uncommon to have like a big electrical or lightning storm. But we don't usually get those here very much. Not very, no, not like mm-hmm. as loud as they were. Yeah, and for hours <coughs> at a time. Yeah. yeah. It went clear till, yeah, three in the morning. It was pretty loud. Well, it 
at least that's when you finally fell asleep and didn't hear him anymore, huh? Well, it woke me yeah. up a couple of times. Yeah. But, it, you know. But our cat, Stripey, you know, he is a big lug. He's 19 pounds. We've tried to put him on a diet, but he, um, he was scared. And he had to, like, come get by our bed. And usually he ignores us. But if it's really stormy, he has to be near us. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it was pretty funny. For such a big cat to be, act like a scared little mouse when it's stormy out. Well, I mean, you think about it. It's scary for animals. Yeah, they don't understand that it's just the, the warm air and the cold air colliding causes, you know... They're not what do you mean they don't understand? You're the one that was grabbing me like I was going to die. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry if your ribs are a little bruised this morning. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're supposed Complain to about be, the cat being chicken. You're supposed to be my big teddy bear. I only did that two or three times, and it was right over us, and our house was shaking. I One time, I jumped really big because I was starting to fall asleep, and it, there's this loud boom, and, and I jumped, and instead of... Instead of consoling me and saying, oh, honey, it's going to be fine. What do you say? You say Knock it off. You're going to scare the animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't care if I'm scared. You, <laughs> you know better. They don't know any better. You do. I know. It's just like when you're like half asleep and you get awakened, you know, by this big boom. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good now. Sorry. Are we done talking about what's going on around our house? Because now we've sufficiently either bored everybody to death or they're all going, oh, my gosh, these people, how do they live together? <laughs> By the grace of God. <laughs> More than that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what else are you doing here? Well, we'll be back in just a moment. We jump into our subject for the day and hopefully uh, won't have any more rain and thunder. Yeah. That would be good. So stick around. We'll be right back after these wonderful messages from our friends at Trekmate Podcast. Make it so. Hi, we're the Trekmate Podcast. Join us each week for the latest Star Trek news, in-depth discussions, and some pretty cool guests. And as you will soon find out, we're a podcast that loves to play games. So join us each week for trivia and competitions galore, where you'll be able to win real prizes. Find us at trekmates.org.uk or on iTunes, Stitcher, and where all cool podcasts are available. Program complete. Enter when ready. On September 22, 2004, Oceanic Flight 815 left Sydney, Australia, bound for Los Angeles, and crashed on a remote and mysterious island somewhere in the South Pacific. The survivors quickly realized this was no ordinary island. The groundbreaking Emmy Award-winning drama Lost ran on ABC television from September 22, 2004 to May 23, 2010 and remains to this day one of the greatest television series of all time. Relive every moment of this amazing series as we reopen the hatch and take you deep inside each episode of this epic series. My name is Joyce. And I'm Al. And on our show, Lost Flight 815, we'll cover each episode of this immensely popular series in a unique way. 
We'll watch the show as we record and share our thoughts and lost facts while you listen to the episode with us. So tune in to the Lost 815 podcast and visit us on the web at www.lostflight815.com and relive one of the greatest shows of all time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lost Flight 815. I just got done listening to Alan Joyce on the Lost podcast, Flight 815. I listened to them on Stitcher, as a matter of fact. And by the way, we're on Stitcher too. And all you have to do is go to stitcher.com, download the application, or look for it in your your Android marketplace or, or the um, or the app store for your iPhone and you download or your iPad and you just download Stitcher and it's a really cool program. Doesn't take any of your um, doesn't take any of your uh, hard drive space and you can just enjoy really cool podcasts right from streaming on your phone or your iPad. It's really quite cool. Well, today we are on uh, the last in a series called On Deck. And we, what have we been talking about, my dear? We've been talking about my friend Noah had an arc. What? My friend Noah who had an arc. It didn't make any sense. Noah from the Bible. Yes. and He was uh, your friend? I was quoting a song we used to sing in Sunday school. Oh, I'm sorry. Most people wouldn't have any clue. My friend Noah had an arc. E-I-E-I-O. I wonder if he was related to... Um, and on his arc, he had some cows. <laughs> How does the actual one E-I-E-I-O. go? E-I-E-I-O. McDonald. Oh, was he friends with him, you think? I don't know. <coughs> Excuse I don't me. Know. Don't know. You know, they could have been. Except for, yeah, that wouldn't have been very good for old McDonald, though. Well, we have been talking about... Yes, we have been talking about Noah and the whole story around him, surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Very interesting story from the Bible in Genesis, I believe, 7, 8, and 9. Mm-hmm. Around there, it talks about the flood. I and it talks might about start in 6, the end of 5, something like that. Really? That long? Yeah, we, I, think, I so. think we read, well, okay, around there. Yeah. You'll find it if you look in Genesis. That's the first mm-hmm. book in the Bible in the Old Testament. Some really interesting... Well, there's, there's stuff Genesis. in there that is yeah. completely different than what we've been taught. Mm-hmm. Or what... Or what, not what we've been taught. Like, people used Noah as an entertainment thing for many me, years. Yeah. You know, when we were kids, I don't know if we talked about this, but when we were kids, if you went to the 76 gas station, you could collect little Noah's Ark animals and you tried to get little pears and then you that. could get an Ark. Yeah. And you could get the little animals to go with it. Every time you filled up your gas tank, you could get yeah. another. Was it a set of, a set of animals, or I can't. I don't remember. remember. All I know is that you, yeah, there was like this thing you collect them all. It was a big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. And which brings me to the whole question: What happened when the animals had gas on the ark? It probably got really stinky. It wasn't what I expected you to say. <laughs> okay, what do you want me to say? What happened, Rick? I don't have any idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I, it wasn't a joke. I just... You never know with you. <laughs> I'm sure it was an explosive situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we had gotten all the way up to the part in the story mm-hmm. <coughs> when um, the rains had stopped. And the land had dried out. Not completely yet. Yeah, but they I mean, had co- the ark had come to rest on the highest point. 
Mount Ararat. Mount Ararat, correct, in Turkey. Today. Right. Turkey, yeah. And it came to rest on there. And then uh, the waters started to go away. And then it said that the they opened up the door. Mm-hmm. And now we're at that point mm-hmm. in the story. A lot of people know the story all the way up to then. Mm-hmm. But they don't know what happened afterwards. And this is actually pretty fascinating. There's a lot of things we could talk about. Could be many, many shows. Mm-hmm. But we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about it briefly and talk about how it relates to us mm-hmm. because uh, it's a very fascinating chapter in the Bible when it comes to what happened after Noah and his family made it through the flood mm-hmm. and how do we all because we all came from those people mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. Yeah. To, to read. So that's what we're going to do today. It should be very interesting. And then, of course, we're going to talk about how it relates to us in today's, you know, life. Mm-hmm. Practically. Because one of the things I really get sick and tired of mm-hmm. is people talking about biblical stuff and misrepresenting it. And and then making it so over our head. And cl- it's like, what? What's the point of knowing that? When I really believe... That if if the God we serve is real and if he is relevant, then he's going to show us from the from the writings that we read and the things that we experience, he's gonna show us something practical for our lives. Otherwise, it would just be like any other religion. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the thing that I think separates um Christianity or uh, with with all the other religions on the earth is that it's a personal thing as far as it's a relationship with with God, not a uh, not a set of rules where you have to uh, do these certain things so God is pleased with you or the God or the entity or or the you know whatever cosmos to be you know right with you. I guess you have to do all these different things. In this case, it's completely different. Um, because it's a relationship with the God of the universe. And that tends to be a completely different thing. And then the reason that we do things, um, uh, you know, good things and, and try to uh, live a life that is worth living and help people and so on and so forth is not because we're going to get brownie points, but it's because uh, it's because we love him and we want to please God. And, and not in a not in a, I gosh, I wonder how I'm going to please him today way. Mm-hmm. But we actually have guidelines and things that we can look at that go, oh, well, this would make him very happy. And, you know, how we treat people and how we care about people is extremely important to God. You know, I think that that's one thing that Jesus really brought into light in the New Testament where he kind of made some people mad when he called God our Father because they wanted to look at God as this kind of powerful meanie in the sky. The powerful meanie. Zap, 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 zap. But Jesus talked about him being You shall now become a burn mark on the carpet. A loving father. And if you look at the Bible from that perspective, that a loving father wrote it down for his children to profit from, to learn from, to to see the good examples and the bad examples. Right. And you take the good, you take the bad. That's the facts of life. Okay. The facts of life. <sighs> you're 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 getting it. Oh, yeah. So, um 
I just think that's really cool to think of the Bible that way. Is that, you know, a loving father took the time to communicate with different people, to write down different stories and accounts so that we could read them and it can be a benefit to us and help us avoid some of the traps and some of the... Well, definitely, there's a lot of wisdom in the Bible that a lot of people don't ever tap into. There's, you know, a lot of the laws and the... The, the guidelines that we live in society mm-hmm. in are actually from the Bible. Yeah. But, of course, they don't say that. And, you know, I mean, some people could debate and say, well, no, it's always been. And the Bible actually got it from, you know, ancient lore or whatever. But really, when you look at it, um, if you read Psalms and Proverbs, there's enough wisdom right there to live your whole life and make a difference in a good way. And, and there's lots of things that talk about what to avoid that can really mess you up. And you know what? It's very accurate. That's the interesting thing is that people think the Bible is archaic and out of date and the language is weird. You know, get a current um, translation that, that talks in our vernacular. Vernacular, is that the correct term? I think so. All right. Well, get something like that and start reading Psalms and Proverbs especially, and you'll be amazed at what you read. You'll go, oh, my gosh. Yeah. The cool part is there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, you know, one for every day of the month. Even if technology and society changes somewhat, you're still dealing with a person's heart and feelings. Those really don't change that much through the, you know, decades and um, no. centuries. You know, you're huh. you're dealing with, you know people coveting or people being selfish or greedy or people being compassionate or people being sacrificial and so you can see the motives that's why you know the motives of man haven't changed that much you have the same kind of core emotions now that people had centuries ago so you know there might be some things when you're reading the bible i'm going they did that what you know, and and you might not be able to relate to the society, but but the wisdom behind the things that are being said, yeah, are is is ageless, timeless. You know, and it's you know it's a lot to do with friendship, and it's a lot to do with family. It's a lot to do with how you treat people. Mm-hmm. A lot to do with what happens when bad people are in control of the country, and when good people are in control. There's just, mm-hmm. and it's totally true. When you look at the stuff, it's like, oh my goodness, this is so true. Yeah. And but you know the sad part is that some people take the Bible and they use it in a in a way that is, well, it's not nice, and it's it's um, they use it as a weapon instead of as a as a love letter, mm-hmm. and that's where we get these weird offshoots of Christianity and and cults and different things like that, and even religions. Some religions get way out because they'll take part of the Bible and use it, but they use it as, in a weird way. And it's not mm-hmm. not at all the way that it was ever intended. You know, and and that's how we get some really weird, twisted things going on in the world. And it's sad. I mean, that's, you know, you hear people say, well, religion has caused all the wars in the world, you know, all this different stuff. But you know what? Some of that's pretty accurate because of the way the people in charge at the time used religion. But if you go to what Jesus said, he said to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's right. So if you're practicing what Jesus said, then you're not going to have wars with people. You're not going to be hurting people. That's exactly right. You're going to be loving people and helping them, not hurting them. Which is completely different than what happens sometimes because, again, people take it and use it as a a weapon, not as a, a love letter. 
Yeah, and talking about the love letter, do you have your Bible open? Um, no, I don't have my Bible open because well, I don't carry a Bible around anymore. Well, I mean on your computer. <laughs> I have it on my computer. I know. We're in such a different age I have it on my iPod. Because I have it on my iPod. I have it on my, my iPad. Yeah. I have it on all of my, like, my tablet thingy and my iPhone thingy. Much and, easier and, and very then, convenient. And if yeah. the lights go out, we always have an actual paper copy. Oh, we have <laughs> lots of paper copies. Yeah. Yeah. So So I, we're in Genesis chapter 9 mm -hmm. today. That's where we're going to end up in our series called On Deck. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this one in particular is really an interesting chapter. And, and I think as we go, we'll just stop and talk about some of the things that we find here. But uh, get ready to go. Here we go. I'm in the, using the New Living Translation, the NLT in parentheses, from BibleGateway.com. So if you like the way that this reads, you can always go to BibleGateway.com and look up the NLT version, New Living Translation. I'm sure they have them on Amazon in many different forms. Oh, and they have them on, on in the App Store and everything else. Mm -hmm. So you can get this There's version Kindle of it. versions and oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff. NLT. That's what we're using today. And here it goes. It's in chapter 9. It says, God confirms his covenant. It says, Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. Now, this is an interesting part of the scripture, isn't it? Mm -hmm. so, so God says to them, let these animals be fruitful and multiply. You can eat them, mm -hmm. but just don't. Don't be like a vampire and eat them yeah. with their life. Make blood. sure to drain the blood before you eat them. Now that's a really interesting thing. Do you do you know why that was? Um, not totally, but I know that the meat goes bad if you leave the blood in it. But I'm not exactly sure. I think. Exactly. Well, I think that's part of it. Is that God knew, you know, what mm -hmm. human beings what happened to them if they they can get sick and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I also think that this has, this is real. This is a really interesting thing. When you butcher an animal, mm -hmm. at least in hunting and different things like that, I know this sounds gross, and I'm sorry if you get a squeamish stomach when you talk about this. But they always slit the throat of the animal, or, or and then drain and then the blood. Same thing when we butchered chickens. The same thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you always got the blood out of the animal before you butchered it. You cut the head off and, 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 you, and hang the, it up for and a the, while. And this, yeah, and the sooner you did it. Mm -hmm. the better the meat tasted. Yeah. If you left it in too long and you waited, you know, a little bit, then it tasted gamey and kind of, there's a weird taste to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that not only is that a, uh, 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 you know, a thing of as far as health is concerned and, of course, of taste and all that jazz, but I also think that if you think about what happened to Jesus on the cross, his blood was shed for us. Mm -hmm. And it's a type and shadow again of, the the reminding us of the sacrifice that was made, and it and again this is like a cultural thing, but I but, remember in Bible school mm -hmm. when um they were talking about just about every ancient civilization had some kind 
a uh, blood covenant. Blood covenant. Yes. And um, and because is... because if you think about it, living beings cannot cannot exist without blood. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean mammals and I mean, even fish and fowl and everything else. Yeah. They, if they don't have blood in them, they don't live. Mm-hmm. Even snakes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so blood really is the life force in a body. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, living blood, not dead blood, but living blood is really the gift of life from God. And this is where, this is very interesting, mm-hmm. this is where you get different religions that get all hung up on people that do blood transfusions. And so then they say that's evil and wrong and all these, and they get that from part of the scripture right here. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, it you know, there's there's something about even the the ancient civilizations knew that there was something about the blood. And like you were talking about how the life of the body is in the blood. It says that in the Bible. And and um, you know, when different people made covenants, different tribes, they would, you know, sacrifice an animal mm-hmm. and shed the blood, or they would mingle their own. They blood. would cut their hand, do a blood covenant. They cut their hand, and then somebody else yes. would cut their hand. They pour it together, and then they put their hands together. Yeah, like they were sharing blood, which is not a good thing to do today. Yeah, because of the diseases and diseases, stuff. Diseases, AIDS, hepatitis, not a good idea. Yeah, but they knew that there was something about the power of mingling blood mm-hmm. that that made them brothers, kind of, and. And so, um, blood is is an amazing thing. And I don't like blood. Yeah, I'm going. Why are you talking about? Blood? Well, I mean, I don't like it to see it because it makes me all queasy. But blood is pretty darn cool if you think about it. And I get called every two months from the Red Cross. Oh, stop! Don't even go there. <laughs> Just don't go there. Because I'm all I know negative. is I appreciate that, Amy. Thank you for yeah. doing that. And if I could, I would. But you would have to pick me up off the floor and I'm, probably I'm for the, a good couple I'm of days. The, you I'd know, be you've queasy. heard about designated drivers. I'm the designated. Oh, stop! Let's family. just let's just not go even there. Say okay. no way. So why don't you go on? Okay. So so suffice it to say, blood is a big deal. Yeah. And it's a big deal to God because mm-hmm. I believe that that is like He breathed life into men and women. And I believe that life is what activated our blood and made it, makes it what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty amazing. I mean, I'm so glad we have a friend that just recently needed blood transfusions. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that they, we have that the technology was, yeah. to do that because she's alive it today. Saved and, life. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just very, very grateful she's for a, that. A wife and a mother that wouldn't be here. That's right. So know. we're very pleased that that technology exists. And just so you know, we have read the Bible from cover to cover, and there isn't a place. In the Bible that says you can't have a transfusion, just so you know. Yeah. So it's okay to do that according to God. In fact, I'm glad that he gave that knowledge to people and mm-hmm. physicians and medical field and all that jazz. So, yeah. Okay, so we're in verse 5, and it says, And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now, be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Another interesting section. Mm -hmm. Here is, I mean, we could get into this big debate and talk about capital punishment. And this whole eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth kind of thing. This is where a lot of that comes from again, 
when you look biblically at things, again, I believe God is trying to say when he's when he's bringing this out here, I think he's trying to say how important life is. Yeah, I don't think he's saying, well, you know, go ahead and kill someone. But if you kill someone, you're going to have to die. No, I think I he's think talking he's about saying, how precious life know, is. Don't kill anyone. Because you if know? you kill someone, you, you will be killed. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, anyway, it's a very interesting passage there. And again, it says, for for God made human beings in his own image. We're talking about a sacredness about of life here. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason when you see people get so passionate about the abortion issue or about um, euthanasia or, you, you know, you, when you see people get all passionate about death and killing and saving people and all this other jazz, Mm-hmm. It's it's because it's because life is sacred to mm-hmm. some and it's not to others, mm-hmm. and this is where that passion comes in. It's a real it's a boiling point yeah. for a lot of people, and so you know there you go. God obviously thinks that life is very important, mm-hmm. but he also there's there's uh, there's consequences for taking life. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, verse eight. Okay, so he's told them, be fruitful and multiply, reproduce. Repopulate the earth. Then God said to Noah, told his Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Now, that's an, also a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, um, God makes this thing called a covenant. Now, how would you explain covenant in modern terms? What would you say to people? Somebody said, well, what does covenant mean, Amy? Well, we were talking a, a while ago about blood covenant in ancient times where two tribes would partake of a a ritual or ceremony together but the result of that ceremony or that ritual or or that agreement was that they would take on each other's strengths and weaknesses for the benefit of both groups okay so so that they would protect each other or perhaps one tribe were, were better at gardening and hunting and the other tribe was better at being warriors so they would take on each other's strengths and perhaps one tribe would help out with provisions and the other tribe would help out with protection and, I, and they, that, yeah, okay. they would both benefit each other all right other. got that okay but even more simpler than that a covenant is a contract yeah an agreement yeah an agreement or a contract so today mm-hmm. when we enter into a contract we're basically entering a covenant. However, a contract doesn't have a spiritual meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And I think a covenant has, has not only a, a, a written or a, or a verbal agreement, but it also has the emphasis of spiritual stuff on well, it, too. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's more deep. It's a bigger it, deal. It's like taking an oath or a right. pledge and, it, and not taking it lightly. Like this is a life pledge. Or right. Like nowadays people don't take contracts and things the same way as they used to because they yeah, get out they of them. They get, you know, big corporations or big 
you know, rich people, they'll write in all these loopholes. Right. Know? Well, there's, and even like, uh, like marriage is a covenant, mm -hmm. uh, but mostly it's a contract now. And when people enter into this contract, you know, over 50% of the people that enter into the contract get out of the contract. Yeah. You know, I mean, even so much today, it's very common to have what they call prenup agreements. So that, you know, if you... In the event. In the event that you don't want to be married anymore, they can't take half your money or whatever. Right. So, right. you know, we I We watch mean, a, an episode of The Big Bang Theory where Howard, who's getting married to... Uh, spoiler alert. Getting married to... What's his his uh, girlfriend's name? Or his fiance's name? Hey, Andrew. I don't remember her here? name. Do you remember Howard's um, fiance? What's her name? I should know. There's um, Penny and there's... Oh, my gosh. I can't remember her name. I can't remember. Well, anyway... He's got his headphones on, so he's ignoring me. She um, she signed... Or she was... Her dad wanted her to get a prenup agreement mm -hmm. when Howard marries her. So that... It was funny. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's okay, kind so, of interesting. So this covenant happens. God makes this covenant with Noah and his sons. Mm -hmm. And and it says with all the animals, hmm. he confirms his covenant with all the animals too, that he'll never ever destroy the earth or them with a flood again. Mm -hmm. Now he confirms the covenant with something that we all know, and that's a rainbow. Yeah. So let's read about that. And everybody loves a rainbow. I this love is, rainbows. And this is why. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Are there really a lot and of what's songs on about the them? other side? Oh, wait a minute. Kermit the Frog imitations. My daughter in law hates them. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Ivy. Well, she's camping. She's probably not going to listen to this. All right. Yeah. Verse 12. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you. And with all living creatures for all generations to come. That's us. Mm -hmm. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds. And I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds... I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. Is that cool? That is cool. Now, the interesting thing, as we discussed on one of the, the previous programs, um, a lot of people speculate, there's speculation on this, mm -hmm. that the earth never really saw rain like it did. Uh, the people on earth never saw rain like they did until the flood. Mm -hmm. That before that, the atmosphere was different mm -hmm. and that it was more like a greenhouse on the earth. And in the morning, there was a very, you know how we have dew right now in the mornings? It was mm -hmm. a lot thicker dew. There was a lot, I mean, a lot more wet. Mm -hmm. And it was like a tropical, you know, place. Like a... A big greenhouse. Yeah. Or those little terrariums that you make. Right. Yeah. So the reason that um, people had not seen rainbows really before mm -hmm. until after the flood, and this was a covenant that God established uh, with the people and the animals on the earth to show them that he would never again cause a flood to go around the entire world. Which is a good thing. Well, yeah, but how? Yeah. What a cool covenant! Yeah. So when we see, when I see a rainbow, I think of it differently than I used to. Yeah. 
not only is it a cool thing about how light works and everything, and that rainbows are actually round. Did you know that? No, I don't think so. Yeah, rainbows are actually round. We only see half of them. Hmm. They're a ring. Hmm. Isn't that cool? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they show all the different colors and spectrums of light and all that jazz. Anyway, that we can see. rainbows are really cool, mm-hmm. and we get a lot of rainbows around here. We do get a lot of because rainbows. It rains because it a rains lot. a lot. And then occasionally it rains where the sun comes. That's usually it, when you see a rainbow. rainbow. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. that's uh, that's one of the things that uh, around here we take great comfort when we see a rainbow because we don't have to build an ark. And sometimes we, we, we want to build an feel arc. like we might need to because yeah. it'll rain. Over 100 rain inches a year right here in Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, I tell you. It is crazy. Okay, so there we go. Interesting we fact. You don't hear about, you don't, yeah, we don't hear about the rainbows and stuff in the kids' stories and stuff. Well, sometimes. Sometimes, but yeah. this was a really cool thing. And and basically, it's just a reminder that uh, we won't get a flood any again. I mean, we won't mm-hmm. be, you know, not in the entire now, earth. we have a high time seeing a rainbow. It's not wonderful. Now what happens? Well, now an interesting thing happens. Mm-hmm. We find some really interesting things. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. You know where you get the Canaanites? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. Now, we're going to get some eyebrows raised on that one right mm-hmm. off the bat. Because... People ultimately will say, no way. There is no way that three, four families populated the whole earth, that three families did that. Hmm. But we've done quite a bit of research and reading on this. And tell, tell us a little bit of your theories on how this is possible and how, how out of these people could come all the different races and, and, and so on and so forth. Well, let's not talk about people quite yet because if you take two cats or two dogs I've heard that like a male and a female cat can produce like 900 offspring in just a few years. Oh really? Yeah it's crazy. I mean that's part of the reason why you get such um, encouragement to um, to neuter your pets and, and get them fixed because if you oh no um, cat piano. No. Okay. I'm sorry, you were talking about cats. Well, I can't talk about cats if you continue to do that. All right, go ahead. Thank you. So, um, anyway, I mean, just just take my mom and my dad, one man, one woman. Uh-huh. They had five children. Okay. And... And my mom has 25 grandchildren. Okay. And if... How many great-grandchildren? So far, 17. But my mom's still alive. And probably, you know, in the next 10, 15 years, there could easily be, you know, 50 great-grandchildren in the next 20 years. Okay. So what's your point? Well, I'm saying in just my mom's lifetime... She and my dad went from one person to, you know, over 50 people if right. they had right. everybody together. And so, um, you know, it's not that far-reaching when you think about 
um, how many years it's been since Noah, um, thousands of years, that there were eight people, that those eight people could definitely make a huge population of people. Well, yeah, and then didn't they live a little bit longer? Okay, Did he, Didn't he bring it back now to 120 years, though? Well, right after the flood, uh-huh. they did live a little bit longer than that, but shortly after, lifespans kept on getting a little bit shorter and shorter. Uh-huh. And um, I actually have actual facts about that in one of my books, but I didn't know you were going to talk about it, so I don't have it here with me. But yeah, they Noah lived to be quite, quite old. And, he lived um, to be 950 years old. Yeah, that's quite, quite old. So if you think about today, if uh, a normal person who lives to be 80 or 90 has about 10 years, 20 years that they have children, uh-huh. you know, what's the fertile years of someone that's 900 years old you know you know you don't you don't know yeah we don't know (laughs) we don't know but um you know chances are they had um quite a few more fertile years well okay so then all right okay so we i mean we can feasibly say okay obviously that could happen and there could be you know this i mean the, the bible i believe tells the truth and so uh you're talking about three families who basically populated the earth Mm-hmm. Or started popular, and the yeah. same, and you know there are theories that the same kind of thing that was different with the rain, um, that there was some kind of protective ca- canopy that protected us from from the, the gamma rays, the and UV the, rays, right. and stuff that caused us to age, um, and then that was removed after the flood. So people started. Um, Living shorter lives. Living shorter lives because they started aging faster. Okay, got it. Now, what about the races of people? Because we, you know, we don't, it doesn't ever say what race Noah was. No. And how do you think that, how do we have all the different races come out of of three families? Well, Well, we don't know what the wives were. Yeah, well, and I've heard with, with, we get back to cats and dogs. That you can have so many different varieties of cats and dogs out of just one cat, you know, one male cat, one female cat, because there's so many genetic differences that can happen. Um, and yeah, but okay, so but you and I, yeah, we've had kids, and all our all of our kids came out white because we're white. But but even within our kids, they're different. One of them freckles and burns really horribly. One of them tans easily. One of them tans easily, and one's kind of in between, you know. And we have one blue eye, actually, one blue eyed and two brown, brown eyes. eyes. And so, you know, even within our own kids, there's there's variation, and um, and I, you know, the differences between the different. Um, ethnicities. I don't like to use the word races because I believe there's only one race. I believe the human, a race. human race. Well, I agree. I'm just and using it as a term. I'm there not. There is so so few um, really differences. You know, some people are lighter, some people are darker, some people have bigger ears or smaller ears or bigger noses and smaller noses, and that could all be in the same family. Yeah. So. To me, that really doesn't matter. But. Well, and I've heard also theories that when 
and we haven't talked about this yet, but the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. they, uh, there was a, a time that we'll talk about coming up where, not in this particular episode, but later, there was a time when, when human beings were to the point where they were going to build this great tower to the, to the heavens. Mm-hmm. And they all got together and there was nothing they couldn't do. And God basically scattered them and sent them to different parts of the earth and they confused their languages. Mm-hmm. And there's some theories there as well. That when that happened, that people that went to different parts of the world adapted to those particular places, and and that's where a lot of the genetic stuff happened as well. That's there's theories. Yeah, doesn't say that particularly, but well, and and if you become isolated in a certain area, and cousins are marrying cousins, basically, you know, because they're a smaller tribe, and mm-hmm. and so you you kind of inbred certain character traits that you know when a, a group of people are isolated compared to I think nowadays um, with having more of a global economy society. a global society um, we don't I think we don't have as much as that as they used to have because people move around more for work and sure. for travel and you know yeah you don't have as much genetic isolation as but it is to. interesting isn't it mm-hmm yeah. Okay. So, all right. Okay. So we covered all that. Now let's get into the last part of this chapter where we're going to find a really interesting part of scripture in verse 20. It says, after the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. Mm-hmm. So the first thing he did is plant uh, grapes for his wine. Interesting. One day, he said, he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk. Noah, and lay naked inside his tent. Uh-oh. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, He learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood, he lived 950 years, and then he died. Very interesting passage of Scripture at the very end of the story of Noah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that passage of Scripture? What do you think it means to us? Because it's really an interesting passage. And it did come to pass. The Canaanites were, uh, were it en- was a mess. Enslaved a lot. Yes, they yeah. were. And conquered a lot yes, in the Middle East. There's still problems in the Middle East. In the land of Canaan, the ancient land of Canaan, still fought over and a lot of strife there. Um, well, there's there's lots of practical things you can say. Like, it's probably silly to get drunk in a tent and be in your birthday suit where anyone could walk in and see you naked. <laughs> Well, um, I think there's a bigger thing yeah. of this here. I mean, <laughs> Ham on uh, Ham kind of goofed up. 
Yeah. And I think it was more, the Bible has one commandment in the Ten Commandments that says to honor your father and mother and that your days will be prolonged, mm-hmm. that you'll have a long life if and you Ham, honor. Ham didn't do that. He actually, he when he saw his dad that way, instead mm-hmm. of covering his dad, yeah, he went out and... I'm, he doesn't say he made fun of him, but... You kind of almost wonder if he did, though. Yeah, because it's like, wait a second. Why would he even go say anything? Why would he do you know, that? Why not say, well, Dad was kind of stupid here, so let's put a, a blanket on him and... and or why you know, even tell his brothers? He yeah. didn't have to. Yeah, why go in? And, and it kind of makes you feel like, oh, guys, guess what Dad did? He's such a dork, you know. Uh, you kind it was of disrespectful. Makes, you kind of get the idea that he was disrespectful, and and you know s- sometimes people we love do stupid things, and and I don't think that was the wisest thing that Noah ever did was get drunk and dance around naked. And we pass don't know if he danced or, around. Well, whatever he did, evidently Ham was embarrassed of his dad, and um, you know I think all of us have been embarrassed by parents at sometime or another maybe, yeah my mom i used not. to make her drop me off a few blocks away from maybe yeah. not for that particular thing i you know but um but yeah the bible does say to honor your parents and and it's for some reason noah got the feeling that that Ham had dishonored him, or made well, fun we know of why the reason for that because he went and blabbed it. Yeah, he went. Well, and told okay, his so brothers. his his other two sons mm-hmm. say think to themselves, "Oh my gosh, this is not good." And why, you know, I don't know what they said to Ham, but they went ahead and took care of the problem by covering up their dad. Mm-hmm. And as a result of it, they were blessed, and Ham was cursed. Well, Ham's youngest, uh, his youngest son. Ham, mm-hmm. his kid was cursed. Okay, you mean Ham's Canaan children. was his son, but yeah, his children from right. there then on. And you know, to be honest, I don't really get all that—the cursing part. Nah. But part of that again is part of the society. I mean, I don't go around cursing my kids. I mean. I might get upset at them, and they might I think know. I There's cursed There's been a few them. times you've cursed at them. No, no I'm just joking. I just joking. Except for I do remember my oldest told me that that when I got upset at him for schoolwork, <laughs> he said, you know, sometimes it seems like you cuss me out without cussing me out. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> but, uh, like nobody's ever done that before. Yeah. Well, you know, you get upset with your kids sometimes, especially when they do stupid things like you would do. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I I don't really understand cursing your children, but evidently that was common in this culture. Well, this and it must time. have been really, it must have really embarrassed Noah, or at least made him very furious with Ham to do that. And you know how many times though. Could we relate to this where we get mad at someone when we've messed up? Right. Because really, know? Noah was the one. It, yeah. If he hadn't done that, he would, this would have never happened. You happen. know, it was kind of stupid for the first thing that Noah would do after, you know, here he was this hero, built well, you, this boat, saved yeah, all the people. Yeah, but you, you could to, really. To go get drunk and naked. You well, know, that to was those kinda, people, he was a hero, but to. Can you imagine the pressure and what he must have really felt? Yeah. Like? Oh, my gosh. We don't have any clue. 
Yeah, you know, and to, you know. So I would imagine he wanted to build that vineyard and <laughs> get himself a nice glass he, of wine he, he after all that. He may have been a little bit loony after. <laughs> You're after a being, loony. After being on that Come boat with all the animals. <laughs> I mean, with the, being on the, that huge boat with all those animals to take care of for so long, he was like, oh, Losing finally. His mind. I wonder what Mrs. Noah thought about all this. You know, it's interesting because it doesn't say anything. It doesn't even say what her name is. Yeah, and it doesn't even say that she was in the tent. Mrs. Noah? Well, you don't yeah. know if she had the wine with him or not, does it? It doesn't say. It doesn't really say. Hey, come on now. What's up with that? It, this this it doesn't seem like a complete picture, but there are some principles we can still pull out of it. One, it, it's kind of stupid to get drunk and lay around naked when anyone could walk in. Two. Two, you should honor your your parents and even when they do stupid things cover cover them with love cover them love, with love covers a multitude of sins as the new testament says yeah and so you know it i'm not saying enable or anything abuse but, or things uh, like that yeah, yeah but but you know you have to give grace sometimes yeah. to you because no one's perfect it's good to be kind to people even when they've made mistakes yeah so yeah, this was kind of a, a challenging end to this, this subject. I thought it was good. <laughs> oh, <coughs> well, our goal was to talk about the story of Noah in light of how does it affect us today. And I think there's a lot of things that we came to a conclusion with um, all the way back at the beginning when we talked about it. There was a, really a story of redemption that went through this thread and that, um, you know, things got out of control because people didn't acknowledge God and didn't follow him. And uh, and as a result, you know, um, Noah was righteous before God and literally right standing with God. As a result of that, his family was spared through the great flood. And then they repopulated the earth and uh, and life went on in a different way. And even though Noah was righteous with God, it wasn't that he was perfect and he, you know, kind of cracked up at the end. But <laughs> there's grace, I Well, guess. <laughs> honey, for him, 300, um, he lived another 350 300 years. years. yeah. So I don't think, he probably, they didn't remember that too much. Well, maybe because of the Canaanites. Oh, you know what? I don't know that you would ever forget your own father naked. Oh, come I'm on. I'm sorry. <laughs> come on, that's gross. What did you... I'm sorry. That would be a picture you don't want to, you know, no. Okay, let's not yeah. go there. So... <laughs> so, anyway, we hope you enjoyed our fun series. <laughs> My wife being weird over here. And it's time that we wrap things up for this episode of Take Him With You. Thank you for joining us. Let's pray, and then uh, we'll talk about what we're going to talk about next week. Okay? Okay. All right, Father, thank you for each and every person that has listened to this series or at least this episode of Taken With You. And we pray, God, that you would help us to be men and women that love people and care about people and and that cover uh, mistakes and, and, and uh, shortcomings of people and, and help us, Lord, to love people the way that you do and care about people the way you do. Thank you again. Uh, for the redemption story that we hear here through the whole story of Noah. And it's amazing to us. And thank you for the covenant that you have made that you'll never destroy this earth with a flood again. We appreciate that. And we thank you for rainbows because they're cool. Amen. 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 Wow. As always, if you ever want to ask a question about God or what we believe, you're more than welcome to. Just give us a little typey, 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 typey. <laughs> 
type us an email. <laughs> yeah. And that would be at rick at takingwithyou.com. Or amy at takingwithyou.com. You'll get a more interesting response from Amy, I'm sure. <laughs> Say, don't drink lots of wine yeah. and get naked. And... Yeah. Just don't talk about alcohol, right? <laughs> yeah, right, Simon? Right? <laughs> Right, Stefan. Uh, <laughs> Just don't talk about alcohol around Amy. <laughs> I think it's going to be hilarious the day you drink a beer. <laughs> Me? Uh, no, it smells like throw up. Oh, here, you've said that 60,000 times <laughs> on this program. We know what you think about beer. Well, my uncle took me to a... a a beer factory one time. A beer factory? That's called a brewery. A brewery. Um, oh, I went, what do you work at? I work at the beer factory. <laughs> and um, the yeah. sad thing is I literally did throw up in the parking lot. Okay, all right. <laughs> so it really like smelled I needed, like throw up. I, oh, that's just, oh, things that, you know, I, I remember throwing up after eating Orida onion rings that were pressed together. And the you pressed had together. a hard time and eating I could, them. I, for, I still have like, a hard time yeah. eating pressed together onion rings. Yeah. They just shouldn't Now, happen. the real ones are good, but the pressed together ones still make me kind of nauseous. Yeah. All right. Done talking about throw up. If you'd like to get a hold of us, <laughs> you can, of course, write to the address that we just told you about. And you can go to our website at takehimwithyou.com. You can check out all my cool artwork at artbymoyer.com. Mm -hmm. Need a jingle? Need a commercial? Need a voiceover? Need a character voice? That's MoyerMultimedia.com. Very good, my dear. And then, uh, you know, you can find me wherever. So uh, thanks. And if you want to make a donation to the program, which some of our really nice, cool friends have done, thank you, 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 thank you. I just thanked them all. Okay. You can do that over at TakenWithYou.com. Just click on the PayPal button. Yeah. And it takes you to PayPal. And you can make a donation right there. All right. All right. Anything else? Um, can I say my ending spiel? Everybody, this is Amy saying the ending spiel. <laughs> okay. This is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Thank you very much for coming to our program. Ooh, now we have to make some lunch, don't we? Yeah. Lunch. See, I'm going to talk like that. Get a words with French shirt. <laughs> Maybe you'll poke my, uh, my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, what is it called? Touchscreen. There we go. <laughs> poke my touchscreen. Okay. Okay. Bye, Bye. everybody. My name is Meds. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. Alright, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the present Mark. Alright, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast. And we like to talk about crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we were having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com Do not smile when I say the word colon. Oh, I'm not. <laughs>
Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by Jewelbeat.com Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make make it it a Mickey Mickey day. day.